Patreon exclusive show. I'm Louie, and as always, I'm joined by my bud Dave. Well, what's up, y'all? We're back at it. We are. <laughs> Halloween. So excited. Halloween, Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, sure are. Quick, quick uh, 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 behind the scenes note here. Uh, Dave and I, we, we, I think you watched this, you rewatched it because you had seen the movie we're going to cover or, or the this entry in the Halloween franchise we're about to talk about. You saw it, I think, a day after I had watched it. And, okay. Dave, and Dave's text to me was, this movie fucking sucks. <laughs> it, I, I don't like it. <laughs> and I want to get into that. I want to get into that. Uh, but I just thought it was really funny. I want to I want to give this enthusiastic intro to the show here because that if Dave doesn't seem too happy about talking about this movie, it's because he's not a fan of it. I mean, I'm not going to be unhappy talking about it. <laughs> I just have a very strong stance on mediocre writing that's passed off as good writing. So that's where my unhappiness, quote unquote, <laughs> will be will be stemming from. Because yeah. <laughs> the movie itself, I mean, is is obviously a well made movie. It looks good. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's there's no qualms there. Yeah. It's the fucking writing is what <laughs> irks the shit out of me. Yeah, and, and I, I I can I can agree I can agree with you. Maybe I'm not articulating Maybe I'm not using the right word to describe the way you feel about this movie. That's okay. I, I'm only saying that because the text message I received from you while you were watching it or when you watched like the first oh, half, yeah. you were like, this movie fucking sucks. That's it does. <laughs> and it's funny, too, because I know you saw this in the theater because I remember us talking about it when it came out in 2018. I saw it with Tom. Yes. And I could have sworn you were like, oh, it wasn't that bad. I could have I, sworn. I was... So it's funny you mentioned this. So at the time of seeing it in the movie theater, I was just kind of like, all right, whatever. I mean, I really didn't have expectations. Yeah. And I don't know if this is a contradiction or not, but I mean, I left the movie theater kind of meh slash <laughs> underwhelmed. Like, okay, I guess it could have been worse. But yeah. watching it again, especially like, you know, this is what? This came out in 2018. So this is what, four years now? Yeah. Like, the way I even process things and watch things now is different than four years ago. Of course. So for me, it was just like a piece of shit again. I was like, okay, <laughs> this movie sucks. Oh, so. I love it's a piece of shit. So just just off that off that that note from Dave there, you already know what the discussion's gonna be like the rest of the episode on his I mean, on a couple his end. things. There's a of couple course. things I like about it. You of know, course. I'm not gonna it's not it's not a total you know, it's not a total trash fire, but it's not a total fucking turd. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's got some redeeming qualities. Got a couple things. Yeah, couple, couple things. Couple things. Yeah. But yeah, let's dive into Halloween 2018. The bus crashed. Michael Myers escaped. He'll return to Haddonfield, his home. I need to protect my family. You have no security system, Karen. Mom, you need help. Evil is real. There's a reason we're supposed to be afraid of this night. I've been preparing for this for a long time. It is not safe to be on the street tonight. Go home! Get out of here! Get inside! 
keys here. He is a killer, but he will be killed tonight. Happy Halloween, Michael. All right, now, <laughs> it's so funny, too, and, and we might have talked about this in the past because it, it still kills me that they called this movie Halloween. Yeah. Three, three goddamn movies called Halloween in this franchise. Mm -hmm. They should have just called it, like, Halloween Returns or something like that. Like, add, a, add something else to it. That, that just drives me crazy off the top because there's been so many. And that's a trend because, like, Scream did it. There's two Screams now. and Yeah, it's... It's weird. It's kind of crazy because you had the whole period where there were remakes of movies, like flat out remakes. And then now we're in the like reboot period right, where but, movies are being rebooted. But this is supposed to just take place as if everything didn't happen minus the first two movies, correct? No. Are you you're sure off, about that? You're, you're off by one. We'll, we'll get into it. We're going to get into it. <laughs> so I, I, I have a note there. So... This movie, this film, Halloween 2018, was directed by David Gordon Green. His first also, venture into horror movies. Yes, correct. I, I believe he's mostly a comedy and drama yeah, I, guy. I, again, let me just say something here. I'm glad. I have to preface this now. There was a lot of hype when oh. he, was, he was brought on, when Danny McBride was brought on to help, right? Why I don't why people were excited about that yeah. I'm not sure why because to me they did absolutely nothing for the franchise and again the writing is bad <laughs> I'm not a writer listen I am not a writer but I know the difference between fun bad and and serious bad and this is serious bad like yeah, yeah. just leave I, I the shit it. alone. And I have some notes when we get into our dislikes and cons and stuff about the movie. I have some stuff that actually pertains to that that I don't like about this movie. Uh, but yeah, you mentioned it. It was co-written by Danny McBride. I believe the two of them are heavily involved in Righteous Gemstones and uh, what's the other show? Uh, Kenny Powers. I forget the I name mean, of it. I mean, those are good. Like, listen, Righteous yeah. Gemstones, I've seen a few episodes. It's a good show. I liked yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Eastbound and Down was Eastbound fun. Eastbound and Down. That's, there you go. That's not Halloween. Oh, no, I agree. I don't <laughs> think they were the right choice for this. At no, all. they were not. <laughs> at the top, I think it's a, it's an odd, odd yes, choice. very odd When choice. it comes also, to making a Halloween movie. I was not hyped. If You, you mentioned that people being I wasn't hyped. either. I was like, big question mark. Like, as much as we made fun of certain things Rob Zombie did, that made sense. It was Rob Zombie. Like, it makes sense, Rob Zombie right. directing a Halloween movie. What were you going to say? And I was just going to say two things. I was going to say this. Now, I'm not a fan. I really don't like Rob Zombie's The First Halloween. I like that one better than this one. And that's saying something. Yeah. That, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that is saying something. So, now, yeah. isn't Blumhouse, wasn't Blumhouse, the? I think this might have been their first horror release no is no was no Blum no no so blumhouse has been around it. yeah blumhouse yeah has they've been, been around, around for at least a 
decade and a little more. Paranormal Activity, I believe, was their first big. Oh, okay. I don't know like, what horror I horror film. Um, and they've had Insidious and a bunch of other movies. You know, The Purge. Okay. All those movies are Blumhouse movies. They they do they release they release several like gems a year, and then they shit out movies as well that are not as good. Like the Black Phone that just came out was a decent film. That's Blumhouse. But then I watched They Them on Peacock. That movie sucked. <laughs> and I'll end it there. Uh, I, so yeah, I don't, as as a production, either one of those movies. <laughs> honestly, honestly, dude, Black Phone was good, but Blumhouse is kind of the the I guess like kings of horror now when it comes to Hollywood films. Like they're the people seventy five percent of the time Unless, making theatrical making theatrical horror Unless, films. A24 is putting out something that's horror related. Exactly. And I, and I'll be honest, it, and they don't miss well, that much, so They don't miss that much. Honestly, comparing the two are very I feel like A24 is more like an art house production or distribution company. Well, I and, feel like its yeah. content is is way more original and it's way yeah. more like if you were to take like an indie production and give it the push it deserves, like you know what I mean? Like that's what A24 I feel does is like they take things that normally i guess would probably be i don't know that might not exactly be a hollywood story you know like mm-hmm. a hollywood film and they yeah. do push it in that direction and i think it works i don't yeah. know if that makes sense no that makes sense like i said the way you explained it, the way i explained it i feel like this is gonna sound bad but i mean this respectfully it's the more pretentious company like it's That's almost okay. a at this point, it's almost a joke. Like you see the A twenty four logo, and I love a lot of A twenty four stuff. But yeah. that's more the pretentious Blumhouse. To me, is yeah, they make their films low budget, and that's what they're known for. But they're still kind of like a Hollywood. And when I say Hollywood, I mean that in a a like more glossy, spectacular sense, right. more like a traditional film. It's a Hollywood adjacent. Yeah, it's like a big. It's it's because their films are not big budget. They do release a lot of like one million dollar, which is small for for twenty twenty two and the last right. ten years. That those are smaller budgeted films, but their stuff still feels like it's connected to Hollywood in a way where A twenty four seems a little more independent, I guess, at times because they distribute these horror films. So sure. that's kind of just how I would describe. That's the difference. But to kind of jump off what you said about Blumhouse in general in this film. Yeah, they're the company that kind of will – they would buy the rights or license the rights to make Halloween films or A Nightmare on Elm Street. Or I'm sure they're clamoring for A Nightmare on Elm Street right now or Friday the 13th because there hasn't been a new a new film in that I series in not. over There's a decade. There's no need for it. I agree. It's happening, dude. There's no there's no way around it. We're going to get – I'm hoping it's not Blumhouse but because I don't think everything they release is, is amazing. Uh, but – I respect that they're they're the only people kind of consistently making horror films, you know, that are having wide, you know, getting wide releases and stuff sure. like that. Because there aren't that many, dude, in reality, especially nowadays with the way movie theaters run. You know, you want to see a smaller film, like an A24 film, it might not be screening anywhere, everywhere. But Blumhouse has like a connection with Universal Studios, so their shit screens everywhere, you know, for the right. most part, you know. That's my little Blumhouse 
<laughs> tangent right there. Uh, but yes, they, they got the rights to the Halloween franchise after, and this was a little fun fact. I remember reading this online. Apparently, I think it was the Weinsteins or one, I forget Dimension. One of those companies had the rights and they couldn't come up with making a new sequel. So they lost the rights after the Rob right. Zombie ones. And Blumhouse bought the rights to make three films, obviously, because we're getting a new one this year. Um, okay. Yeah, so this was released on October 19th, 2018. Perfect time to release a Halloween film. I have a little trivia here. That so apparently is Michael Myers' birthday, mm. October 19th. So I they released it. I, d- I, I like that. I <laughs> yeah. actually do like that. <laughs> I had... I had no no goddamn idea that that, that Michael that was his birthday. Yep, I didn't even fucking that is know. That's his birthday. That's a trivia question. I would fucking fail if anyone told me what's Michael Myers' there birthday. There you go. Now no you know it. Clue. Now you won't fail. No, it. Hopefully not. Uh, but yeah, it stars Jamie Lee Curtis returning for the third time to the franchise. She had taken a break uh, from uh, over a decade at this point. I'm assuming, yeah, because Halloween Resurrection was her last Halloween film, mm-hmm. and that came out over a decade before this one i also have some more trivia on this that jake gyllenhaal was uh was the one to really push her into taking the role again to reprise it because apparently he's very close with that family yeah yeah i think i remember reading that too at one point that that like he's i almost thought they were related but i guess they're just close i guess yeah that's what Um, it is but yeah she's back as laurie strode I thought it was cool that she came back. I remember when the movie was announced, I was like, wait a second. How the fuck are they bringing her back? She died. But you quickly found out how they were doing that. Um, It also stars Judy Greer as Karen, Laurie's daughter. She's great in it. She's my favorite part. Spoiler alert to some of my favorite things about this movie. (laughs) Uh, Will Patton as Deputy Hawkins. Also very good in this movie. Yep. Um, probably one of the highlights, and I, and I haven't even seen Halloween Ends yet, and I can tell you he's probably going to be one of the best things in this entire, in this entire trilogy, um, along with Judy Greer's uh, Karen character, Laurie's daughter. Uh, Andy, I'm going to butcher this last name, Matt, Matt check, Matt a check, Matt a check. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how you pronounce it. Andy, Matt a check. Um, as Allison, Laurie's granddaughter. So you've got all the family members here and then james jude courtney portrays michael myers but nick castle who played the og mm-hmm. michael myers in halloween uh one from 1978 the og john carpenter halloween comes back for like a cameo role as yeah. michael myers um cool. i think in like one or two scenes or, or something along yeah, those cool. lines so here's the rundown of the film. If you're listening to this, you more than likely have seen this movie. So my rundown Probably. is not is not uh, <laughs> extremely detailed. So the film picks up 40 years from the original 1978 John Carpenter film. Now, Dave, this is where I was correcting you. Yeah, I it's thought it, it. I thought it took place after no. the second one. And I have some feedback towards that when we get toward, towards okay. the end of, of our discussion of this film. Uh, but it, it ignores the continuity of all the sequels, including Halloween 2. See, what I can't understand, and again, now this is making me like this movie even less than I already do, because I don't <laughs> know how it's possible. Oh my god. Halloween 2 is essentially a continuation of the first movie. How do you yeah. just ignore that? 
I don't get it. Yeah, I have more. I have like my feeling towards that, and it's it's so. When watching this movie, and I don't want to get into it too too much because it it goes into one of my cons, but watching this movie and where the franchise with these three new films is going and has gone because Halloween Kills, which we're going to cover next month, um, where it's kind of going, they could have just kept it as like kept them sibling, kept them as siblings. But when I first watched this movie. I didn't mind it because I thought it was going to be one movie, not a fucking trilogy. So I was like, right. okay, you're making a sequel to the original film 40 years later, but now they're making sequels to this new timeline. So I'm like, okay, well, we'll I have more to add to that a little later. And I'll, I'll explain why I feel that it's kind of strange that they even retconned Halloween too, because it's just an odd decision where considering where the films are going and even what some of the characters in this movie say. And I'll get to that in a second. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, we, we meet two podcasters and a doctor by the name of Sartain who is looking over and treating Michael Myers after the death of Loomis. This is all told to you in quick exposition. The new Loomis. He's the. That's literally a line in the film yeah. that Laurie says later on that he's the new Loomis. Um, the podcasters they're in the middle of this research for their new show that they're producing, focusing on Michael Myers. It's like a true crime type deal, which are very popular now. Yeah, and in the past few years, they're they're really popular podcasts. So it's pretty realistic how they they incorporated them into this film. Um, I will say this. The opening scene to me is great. I I like the setup of these people coming to the sanitarium, wanting to see Michael Myers, talk to Michael Myers. He pulls out the old, crusty, decrepit mask. I fucking hate it. He hates it. Dave hates it. But I... And I'll tell you why a little later, but... I I think the way it was shot, the way it looks, I love the pattern on the floor. Oh yeah, that's I love the great. setup. I love the setup of all the uh I, I don't want to say inmates, but patients cuz it looks like a prison more than a sanitarium. It looks like a prison, but seeing all the like the the patients tied up, it's almost cruel. They almost look like animal like a zoo or something. Yeah. Uh but just the setup now, out of context, just the way it's built up with these people wanting to see it, you know, talk Michael Myers, say something, say something, the intensity, the dogs barking, and I, and I want to hear why in a second, why you hate it, but the dogs barking, him holding the mask out, I thought it was a, a powerful way to, now, is it perfect? No, but I thought it was well executed to me, to me, at least, I thought of introducing this version of Michael Myers 40 years later and how he kind of planting the seeds of how he's going to escape just to me. Now, Dave, why do you hate the scene? I just want to know. I know we don't do cons because this early, but why do, why we, do you no, hate it's it? No, it's okay. We could do we could switch it up a little bit here. Yeah. Uh, for someone to go into the writing room and say, we're going to have two really annoying podcasters fucking mm. spoil little brat podcasters 
antagonize Michael Myers and yell at him and, and say, Michael, look, look, that's how you're going to kick this movie off? Like, what the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah. I, I, I could see how it, it feels out of left field. Um, I, and I think you're looking at it because of where the movie goes with those characters. And I have, I, I, I actually like the podcasters, but not, I mean, by, not why you think. I, I, I oh, like the podcasters fine. because I wish they would have went a different direction with them. But, but like, I'll talk about just, that later. They're just so invasive and like, yeah, it, just entitled. Like, oh, we're here to do this. So, you know, let us do this. Michael, look, 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 look. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, no, well, sure. like the fact that that sort that Doctor Sartain was okay with that and like, yeah, was like, like, oh yeah, go ahead, please. It's like it's it's like a dog that's barking viciously behind a fence. Please go up to it and kick the fence. That's yeah, exactly sure. what. Like that's what that is. And it's basically like do not touch glass when you go to a zoo, right. and then you touch it or touch the fence, and the fucking tiger goes crazy right. or whatever. So don't I, pull I, lever. I, Boom. You pull lever. Yeah. No, <laughs> I totally see that, and I and I and I'm pretty sure that's why they did that. But I don't think it was executed. No. Not not the scene. I think the scene is great. Like the tension, the way it looks is great. I think those characters were done wrong especially what happens after that and to them. But again, I want to go into the podcasters a little later. Uh, so after this scene that Dave hated and I kind of enjoyed, <laughs> uh, you get, I'm going to be honest, I, I like the opening title sequence to this movie. I oh, love, I, I liked it. I, I love it. it. I, I don't even like it. I actually kind of love it. I love the, in, in, in concept, the rotting pumpkin from the first movie kind of coming back to life yeah it's cool and they actually shot a pumpkin yeah, just, and yeah, then shot it rotting and then they and then reversed reverse. it it's cool yeah. looking like it's uh, i remember being totally. in the theaters and being like wow that's that's fucking cool just seeing the pumpkin kind of going from rotten to, to up and it looking exactly like the jack-o'-lantern from the original halloween which you know obviously is one of my favorite movies of all time we've talked about that a million times uh, so we catch up with Laurie Strode in Haddonfield still for some reason. You, you would have thought she left this fucking town, but she's, she's still there, still fucking kicking. Um, she's in constant fear and paranoia of Michael, even after all these years. She's trained herself to use guns. She drinks heavily. She's been divorced twice. She built this fucking fortress in her home. And she's almost she, like a survivalist, like a yeah. militia, like, like a one woman militia. A very different portrayal of Laurie Strode as a character. And I'm not mad at it. If I'm being honest, I am, I'm not mad at the, the, portray, the portrayal of the character. I have my nitpicks, which we'll get to in a bit, but it, it's, it, it works for me. I, I think Oh, you know, this people have PTSD. People are paranoid, and shit like this does happen. There's people like this that don't want to leave their homes because they think someone's out to get them, or like this made-up thing is gonna attack them. So I think the film—it's a little silly at times because she's fucking shooting mannequins and shit. But I think where the character goes or where, what the character's been up to the last forty years—I'm not mad at it. Um, 
I do like. I'll be honest. I, what we're gonna I say? I don't care. I do. I, this is very unpopular opinion here. I know I'll probably get some shit for it, but I nah, know <laughs> I am indifferent to her character from the first Halloween to this bullshit Halloween. I don't <laughs> care for her. She just doesn't. You know, I don't find her interesting. I, yeah. I don't find her. Just she just doesn't do as far as a character goes in her development. It just she just never really. I just never really found her interesting. I, I get it. I respect it. I, I'm not. She's not per- perfectly written. There's a couple of no. weird things in it that are a little odd, but it is what it is. Like that's kind of where they saw. Like this is a a, a Sarah Connor, Laurie Strode in her like 60s. That's where right. they went with this character. You can tell. It feels like the Terminator. When I kind watched of. this movie, I was like, I "Oh, Michael is the robot." the T-800 or whatever, and she's Sarah Connor. That's the vibe I got from this film specifically. You know, it's you know it's funny you said that. So I, I think I'm just going to say this here because you had to bring it up, and it's yeah. I think it's a good place for it. So overall, this trilogy, this soon-to-be trilogy, has done fucking nothing for me. Like, I, Halloween Kills, whatever, I'm not going to get into it. It was more, I thought it was more entertaining than this, but that's just because I thought there was more action. There is a rumor, and I know it's a fake rumor. I know it's a bullshit rumor, but yeah, like Michael Myers could be a Silver Shamrock robot. Oh and my god! I wish that's how this ends. Like, give me something so silly because I want that. Because none of this is is good to me. So if they made that happen, <laughs> I fucking love it. There's another rumor you might like, and I'm going to tell you it at the end of the show. <laughs> There's another rumor someone told me, a friend of mine well, told me, and I'll I, tell you I at the very end. I know what happens. Oh. I know what happens. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll, 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 we'll discuss that at the end of the show. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it for people if they're listening okay. and don't want to know, so we'll save that for the end of the show. Uh, but yeah, she, she's Laurie Stroh's been going through shit. Uh, there's that scene where the podcasters pop back up and they offer a three grand to interview her. Again, that plays into their pompous nature and entitlement. their kind of entitlement Inva- and their them being invasive. Yeah, and it, it, again, it works for them being those type of shitty characters. So that was done right, dude. You gotta admit it. Like, oh no, I, no, they. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. Because they, they, yeah. you don't like. I, I personally don't like them, and I guess. Them being how entitled they are does make them does work for them. Okay, I guess you're right. Yeah, with that. I never like really to, thought of it. Yeah, to me, it's like it, it, if that's where they wanted to go with these characters, they executed. They achieved it. Yeah, I, yeah, I can agree. With it that. was executed very well because there he she literally hands him an envelope with money because she knows. Oh, if we pay her, she'll she'll agree to the interview. And so it, it, again. Going back to what you said or what I said, it makes sense. It fits those two characters. As she sat combing her hair, unaware, her six-year-old brother crept in quietly with a kitchen knife. He then proceeded to slice the base of her skull, scraping her spinal cord. When she turned, raising her hands in self-defense, he continued stabbing into the nerves and arteries of her palms. Three more stabs into her sternum, penetrating her heart. 
So Lori also has a strained relationship with her family, which includes her daughter Karen and teenage granddaughter Allison. Uh, We learned that Karen was taken away from Lori by the state when she was like 12 or 13, around that age. Mm -hmm. Hence the terrible relationship. Uh, We don't don't learn much about her father at all. It's never brought up. All we know is Lori Strode was divorced twice. They never mention... I'm assuming she ended up with her dad or something. It would have been cool if they connected it to a character from the original yeah, film that she married. Yeah, but they don't. But of no, course they don't. They don't. So it is what it is. It's And this is where I feel part, like including part two would have absolutely helped the movie. There's one thing I want to just touch back on about the two podcasters or whatever journalists. Yeah. They bring up this, and this again comes to terrible writing. They have the great idea to have Laurie sit down and talk to Michael. Like, really? This is what you put in the fucking script? Yeah. I, I, again, I, I think it's because these like these people... Are that stupid? Are and that ignorant? dumb? But it also goes back to all the characters not understanding Michael Myers, which is the one thing I'll give this, this series credit for but i honestly can't talk about that until we talk about halloween kills or until i see the last movie that i can see where the where the series wanted to go like i i i understand what they're trying to do with the character of michael myers and all these people around him i also think this series has way too many characters but that's that's just my opinion there's a lot of fucking characters uh but yeah you know to sum up why her daughter was taken away from her, why Karen was taken away from her by the state, they basically consider her this crazy, obsessed woman, and she's not fit to be a mother. All this is kind of brushed over through dialogue and flashbacks. There's a scene with Karen when she's little. You know, they, we see her shooting hunting rifles right. and stuff like that, and that's kind of why they're like, this woman's not fit to be a mother, obviously. Yeah. Um, and again, she's just been preparing herself, you know, for Michael to attack one day, kind of. And, you know, her life has just sucked since 1978. That's basically it. Her fucking entire life has just been tormented. Fucking she's been tormented. Horrible, yeah. you know, in a nutshell. Surprise, on October 30th, while being transported to another hospital. I want to note that Dr. Sartain, the new Loomis, tags along because he says he wants to be there till the very end with Michael. Uh, Michael escapes because of an... We, we, we learn why later, and I want to discuss that when we get to the... Later on when we talk about the ending. But he escapes because of a, because of a bus crash. Sure. It's brushed over. <laughs> they never give you a real reason why. There's, they allude to it, but it's never fully explained. And again, we'll get more to that when we discuss the ending and twist as a whole. So now free, Michael Myers on Halloween night, of course. He's back. He's back to his old ways and he he gets his trusty mask and his coveralls. And he starts going on a rampage in Haddonfield. He's killing the podcasters. He's killing random residents. He's killing Allison's friends. He's killing cops. My man is killing everybody, basically. <laughs> Just snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap. Yo. You know, in the office, you know, in the yeah. office, Steve Carell's like, yes. I can, 
Literally. Sip sap, sip sap. That's the best way of describing it because he's yeah. just fucking going around murdering anyone. He's like the shark in Jaws. Anyone he comes across, he murders. Yeah. Which is an odd choice because he did not do that in the original movie. But okay. <laughs> he didn't do that. He stalks no. these girls for half the movie, kills a girl, uh, 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 mechanic off screen, and then kills the girls and the boyfriend. But yes, he's Jason Voorhees in this new movie now, <laughs> Michael Myers. And he's fucking slaughtering everyone. He's literally slaughters, I'd say, 70% of the characters you meet in this movie. Yeah. So, everyone, no one is safe. Um, and while this is all happening, Laurie, Dr. Sartain, Deputy Hawkins, who we learn, again, in exposition, everything's in fucking exposition and dialogue, was involved in the capturing of Michael after what happens at the end of the original film. Right. After he falls out the balcony and Loomis shoots him, he was there. And he prevented Loomis from killing Michael that night. We learned that in a, in a piece of dialogue. Well, listen, that's assuming that he can die. Obviously, Michael Myers can't die. He can't so. die. <laughs> so. And, and we also follow Allison, Laurie's granddaughter, as she's going to a Halloween dance and with her friends because... Once again, this is a slasher film, and you need to have that component. And they all are kind of just on the hunt to stop Michael Myers once and for all. The boogeyman? All this hiding, all this preparation, it was for nothing. I mean, it took priority over your family. It cost you your family. If the way I raised your mother means that she hates me, But that she's prepared for the horrors of this world, then I can live with that. Say goodbye to Michael and get over it. All right, bud. So let, let's. So we, we we dived into the plot for the most part of the film and my little my little rundown of what happens yeah. there. Um, but I do want your opinion on this, and this is kind of where we can can fully talk about this. Sure. The ignoring of the sequels. We might have mentioned this in a previous episode, kind of making fun of the franchise and how it, it ignores the sequels. Every other new movie basically ignores something that happened before it. But how did right. you feel that they ignored literally every movie except for the original? Um, I mean, I feel like if so I, I get what they're trying to do. Yeah. And that's okay because, again, all the sequels are, you know, like, for whatever. Three, I, you know, Halloween season, Halloween three season, in which that's its own thing. I don't consider yeah. that a sequel. Um, four and five, like, those are fun movies. I like them. Yeah. But do I need them? Absolutely no. not. So as far as them just going off of from the original to this one, I'm okay with that. That's fine. Yeah. It's... So this is where I could talk about why I think they should have included part two. I completely of. agree with you. They should kind have of. no. They should have. They should have included part two indefinitely. So my whole thing, without kind of spoiling what I think the overall franchise's kind of meaning is in a way, or what they're what they're trying to do, 
obviously the whole the whole series is about like post traumatic stress or PTSD. Like you know, that's kind of what this new trilogy is about. Because even not to spoil Halloween Kills too much, but that's kind of what's happening in that movie too, because it's a continuation of this one. Right. But when you really think about it, and a character in the movie even says it, which I find is an odd piece of dialogue. The character's name is David. It's it's Allison's friend. I think her friend's her friend's name is Vicky. Oh, the, the dude that girl. gets the Halloween tattoo. The, on the his pot, head. the pot smoking dude. The pot. Yeah, he gets guys. a they, Halloween tattoo. His name's on David. His I, I thought yeah. of you. I was like, oh, it's like Dave. So um, that's why I remembered his name. But he even says it in the film. Oh, there's worse shit that happened since this guy did this. Why are people so hung up on it? Because if you think about it, in the original film, not. Not not including him killing his sister when he was a little kid in the opening scene of the original Halloween. What does who does Michael kill? A mechanic and four teenagers? Three teenagers? Like, if you really think yeah, about it, 40 years later, would a town and a person really be like that? Like, would it control that much of their life still? I don't know. I mean, that's a good question. <laughs> You know I mean, what I mean? Not wrong. Like, yeah, absolutely. if it was on, again, this is kind of dark and bleak, but like a mass shooting where 50 fucking people died, I understand. You know, if they would have included Halloween 2, let's say, right, to this, to this right. new series, it would have made sense because Michael ended up killing another like 10 people at the hospital. So, yeah, I agree. It, it would have made more of an impact, like, okay. Michael Myers is a dangerous motherfucker. You get what I'm saying? Like, he killed on his own 15 people and had his own doctor blow himself up to defeat him or to defeat. I use air quotes on that one because right. it obviously comes back to life. But you get what I'm saying? Like, that would have made sense why Laurie is the way she is. It should have been included. Yeah. And it explains why the town kind of has, like, this shadow of Michael Myers over them and a lot of the characters are just kind of like michael myers oh he didn't do shit then why is it affecting certain characters you know what i mean i guess that's kind of what they were trying to do because like the the sheriff the guy in the big cowboy hat he's like michael myers we're gonna do cancel halloween and like judy Greer, karen her character's kind of like mom let it go but it's true like what did michael really when you really think about it what did he do that warrants these people being that stressed or like even her just Laurie Strode right. still 40 years later 40 yeah, I, I years get it. later you know yeah, what i mean I and yeah, then considering it. what we know now because i haven't watched this the last time i watched this was before halloween kills came out so i haven't watched okay. this in like a year because i wanted to refresh myself oh, i'll put it on again and then watch it and then watch halloween kills so i haven't revisited it since before seeing Halloween Kills. So now seeing where the movie went, where that movie went, I'm like, okay, why not include Halloween 2? Because you want... It doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. Yeah, it's such a weird choice. And then in the second movie, and again, I don't want to talk too much about it, all these characters are going crazy over some dude that killed three teenagers originally, but now he's back and he killed he killed more people in this movie than right. in the original Halloween. I'm like, right. all right. You know what it is? You know what it is? It's almost like it's almost like they kept the hysteria 
from all the sequels, yeah. all the shit that he did yeah, from, dude. you know, from till up until what? So how many Halloween movies do they make that follow the this regular the, timeline? This is the, the 11th one or 10th one? I right. Think. So minus not including these Rob two, Zombies. Like, yeah, not including Rob Zombies. What is there, eight or seven? I think seven or eight, yeah. So... So, like, they almost included all of the casualties and hysteria from the first seven movies and took that and dumped it into the lore of Michael Myers for this one. Yeah. But yet, in reality, I yeah, I, I get it. I understand what you're saying. I, I don't think many people have looked into it like that. No. <laughs> but because it's Michael Myers, so it's just, oh, Michael Myers is, you know, is a, you know, is crazy. He's, you know, he's immortal. Yeah. He can't be killed. So, the shape, you know what I mean? So, it's... But this I goes into what you said about the writing. It's a little clunky at times. It's not good writing. It's a it's little. Just it's, not. it's weird. Like I, it, it, I thought honestly, it would have been more effective if Laurie was happy, and living her life, and this motherfucker comes back. You know what I mean? And she yeah. doesn't know what to do. That to me would have been cool, instead of making her Sarah Connor. Like, you know what I mean? Like if she yeah, was just this, you know, grandmother. And fucking Michael shows up now. That and she's moved on with life. But I don't know. They went the fucking Terminator route. Yeah, they did. <laughs> uh, what What'd you think of the characters? Like the cast. Um, Judy Greer, I think, is great in this. Judy, like I know we talked about this. Judy yeah. Greer and her husband Ray oh, are two of my Toby, favorite characters. Toby Huss. I don't know I think. his name. He's from. I always remember him from a King of the Hill. He's one of the voices yeah, of the characters. He, he's great. Those yeah. two, I love them as a couple. Love them. Yeah. Uh, I even like Allison. Allison really isn't that much of an annoying teen. The other two are annoying. The yeah. devil kid sucked. Um, her her love interest is annoying. That was the but, point of his character, though. Yeah, I get it. And, uh, you know, little Julian's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he's probably the <laughs> one of the fucking... It's so funny, dude. I, I think about this movie. He's probably the... Like, there's a lot of really bad comedy in this movie. He's the only good comedy. Yeah. That little He's boy good comic relief. is the He's best hilarious. is the best thing in this movie when it comes to the comedy that they forced into this movie. And there's in my in my dislikes, dude, there's a lot of like shitty comedy um that I thought was not good. Oh uh, yeah, I like Judy Greer. I actually like Judy Greer in Halloween Kills too. Spoiler alert. No, she's talk good. about that. Yeah. Uh, I actually think she's she's good in this and she's better in the second one. Like I just like her in stuff, and yeah, same here. she's just great in this movie. Constantly telling Laurie Strode that she's got to move on with life, and like her and her husband are just these happy parents. You know what I mean? Like she's the more level-headed of all the characters and the most grounded. I feel, yeah. and that's what I like about the Karen. I, I was gonna say Karen Strode, but she's she's married. But Laurie's daughter, Karen, right? Um, her character, and then I agree the, the husband. He's I forget his character's name, but right, he, right. It's he's right. he's he's yeah. great too. Like he, he's kind of like the cute, like funny dad. Like you know what I mean? Like he's just like right. this like cute, and, not, I don't mean cute as attractive. I mean he's like he's like this funny. Okay. You know what I mean? Like just this funny you know dude. Mean. You know what I mean? Dude, like, and the sheriff too. I like I like the sheriff as well. 
I forgot the actor's name again. I, for, I like oh, You too. mean the the dep- Hawkins? The deputy, whatever Hawkins. Hold on, I He's have his the name deputy. right here. Will Will, Will Patton. Patton? Will Patton? Yeah. Oh yeah, Will Patton's the fucking man in everything. Yeah, he's good he's, at everything. He's, he's in, yeah. dude. Yeah, like he's fucking a great actor. Him too, honestly, dude. The MVPs of this movie are Judy Greer and Will Patton. Those are to me. Those dude, are like the fucking I, I MVPs. I'm gonna be honest. I'm. Even still, I'm not a huge fan of Allison. I think I get she why didn't they, bother, she didn't bother me. She is kind of just in the movie. And I feel the same way to spoil the next when we cover Halloween Kills. I feel the <laughs> same way about her in Halloween Kills. She's just there. That's it. That's she fair. doesn't even have a fucking chase scene with Michael Myers. Like she's just there. Well, speaking of speaking of scenes with Allison, one scene that made me cringe was when she's like finally running onto Lori's compound and she's yeah. like lost in the woods and yeah. they have all the mannequins and she's on the floor and there's like little ghost sounds. I'm like, yo, this is not Silent Hill, okay? <laughs> just fucking, you know your grandma does this shit, so just fucking go to the house. There's no need for that scene. It was so un- it's yeah. so unneeded. It was weird. I didn't even. You know, it's funny. I like didn't even catch that, like just how kind of odd it was. Like I know it's the so scene. stupid. Yeah, it's kind of silly. I think her honestly, she's not bad, but I just don't think she adds anything to this movie. Ah. To this movie specifically, I don't think she adds much. Like I don't like the the whole banter with the boy, like her love interest, like the romantic side of it, where he's making out with a girl randomly for no reason. He's drunk making out as Cameron is the character's name. I think. Yeah. Um, he's making out with the, the boyfriend is making out with another girl and he throws her phone in a, a bowl of cheese and all of that shit. I did not care for. Yeah, that was stupid. It's I, it's, it's kind of like tropey. Uh, slasher movie shit and this movie didn't really need that because you have Laurie Strode there and I feel like they didn't need to have a I guess granddaughter in this new franchise I understand why you want to appeal to younger audiences and stuff because you literally have three generations of women and, and Jamie Lee Curtis is at the grandma age so it kind of makes sense that she's a grandma but I just don't think the Allison character, even like rewatching it yesterday, I was just like, eh, her with the one dumpy guy that's her friend that tries to like hit on her. He sucks. Yeah, like <laughs> he fucking all sucks. The, all her scenes are just blah. Like there's nothing. All it is is setups. One's a setup to one of the guys dying, and then the other one's her friend that's a setup to die. Like they're just they're just there to be killed, which I respect for a slasher film, but. Her individually as a character, I'm just like, whatever. I'm hoping that changes in the in the new movie that's coming out, but we'll see. We'll see. I I, I really <laughs> I really I don't know. Uh, what about and and before I, I segue in, so I want to talk about Doctor Sartain, but I want to include him in the ending part when we discuss the ending in a second. Okay. But before that, what did you think of Michael Myers, the the, the character? Um, I mean, I, I like mean, him. I guess. Yeah, I, I suppose he, he his his portrayal. Uh, what, yeah. What's his name? James Jude, Jude whatever. Courtney. James Jude Courtney. His portrayal believe, of Michael yeah. was really good. Um, I guess I don't have any complaints about Michael. I mean, I do think the way he gets his mask is is stupid. Um, 
I felt the mask itself just looked like one of those reproductions you buy at a yeah. store. You know, it didn't look like it was, you know, weathered and aged at all. It just looked like a shitty fucking reproduction mask. Um, yeah. You know, I like the scene when he drops the teeth over the yeah, over the yeah. over he the doorway. Good. I like yeah, him. He, as was, he was good. I like yeah. him as Mike. He, he's like you really know, a stoic kind of, and he he's he's not too big, which I like because Mike, like know, obviously I have, the Rob Zombie one, he was fucking humongous. But in this one, he looks like a normal dude. You know, like I have six good feet. trivia on him. Oh, what hit me with something? So he consulted with real life killers on how to kill oh, wow. people to make his performance believable. Yeah. That's that's rough, right? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's fucking cool. That's cool though. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's good though, dude. I, I I like him. As far as the mask goes, I'm indifferent. I I I don't think it's bad. It it looks like the original mask from the first movie, aged, but I feel like the aging could have been done a little a little more detail. Like that's not what a mask that's melting and and getting stiff. For and 40 like cal- years. Calcifying <laughs> and shit. Dude, have you ever right. seen what happens to a latex mask when it starts to age? It gets hard and crumbly. Like, I think it would have almost been cool if the – like, the mask is still rubbery. Like, when you see him putting it on and people, like, That's what putting I'm saying. It, on, it looks it, like it a reproduction. Yeah, I feel like it would fall apart in reality. And I feel like what they should have done was made it where the mask, every time someone puts it on or holds it, a little part of it falls off or something. I, I – to make it I more like that. realistic. That's what Rob Zombie did, and I guess maybe they didn't want to copy that. Rob Zombie's yeah. decayed mask looks better Absolutely. Uh, than this one. But I think that the, the sculpt of this mask looks more like the original yeah. Michael Myers I mask. I agree with that. It looks more like the OG uh, mask. So I appreciate that. Now, let's, let's talk about Dr. Sartain and the ending of the movie. Let's just jump sure. because you gotta, you know, you, you have to kind of combine him with the with the ending and his involvement at the very end. Now, I remember when this movie came out, I saw a lot of people and people I even talked to, and even I think I was guilty of this, not being a huge fan of Dr. Sartain being the reason Michael's free. It's implied that he's the reason the bus the bus crashed because he wanted to set Michael free. So that Laurie and Michael can have an interaction because he's obsessed with Michael Myers. He wants to know why Michael Myers doesn't speak. All that nonsense. He's a cre- he you know, is like a psychopathic version of Loomis. Not a good guy. A real bad guy. You know, you said something that there's a big contradiction in. And I'm not sure if it was done on purpose. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning of the movie, Sartain says to the, one of the podcasters, Oh, he could speak. And then later on in the movie, he says, I've never heard him speak. So why are you telling the podcaster he can speak if you've never heard him speak? I don't know if that's just supposed to be a lie or if that's just bad mm. continuity. But I was like, wait, you said it in the beginning of the movie he can speak. Yeah. I think the only thing I could think of is that basically, like, I guess medically, they've checked and he can talk. Like, he has the, the, the capability to speak. And he just chooses. I don't know. Not that's to. Th- that's that's a real big 
I'm just that's, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm I'm filling in the blanks here, dude. I'm not. I'm just giving it. I'm I'm giving it an excuse. You know what I mean? Sure. Because that's okay. how when I watch a movie, I try to like give it a reason. You know why he said that. But I also can see your side of it as well. So I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong at all. Um, but I to go back to what I was saying. I you know his involvement and him killing uh, Hawkins. Because he stabs him in the neck with like this right. pen, pen knife. Right, and he also runs over him, but okay. Which is a and, uh, huge I'm, plot hole uh, I, right. yeah, in Halloween Kills, which I don't want to talk about that yet because that's a whole, we'll cover that in Halloween Kills. Um, but I, at first I didn't like it. I will say this. I fucking hated him putting the mask on. That was fucking, we'll talk about cringe. Horrible. Horrible. So dumb. Him standing up wearing the mask. Just so this because is what he, it feels like. Yeah, That's what just he says. because so he this wants is what to, it feels like. That was stupid. That was like horrible. Now the idea of him being this crazy doctor that's obsessed with Michael Myers and is purposely setting Michael free so that Laurie and Michael can kind of confront each other because he his morbid curiosity as to why Michael's doing this. Right. I actually on this viewing to cover on the to, to, to cover it on the show. I actually, thinking about it, I didn't mind it. I was like, you know what? I kind of like the idea of a doctor so obsessed with their patient and hearing yeah, he, so much about it. He didn't bother it. me. He yeah. really didn't bother me. Honestly, the character of Sartain did uh, did not bother, minus him putting the mask on. That was did it. you like his motivation of why he was like, being obsessed and wanting to yeah. know why Michael yeah. did this? And, do you want to know something? This is one of my favorite things in the movie, so I'm just going to say it right here. Okay. I loved when he finally meets Laurie Strode, and he's like starstruck. Yeah, that it's Laurie Strode. Yeah, he's like Laurie Strode. Like I really like that. Yeah, I I, I like the idea of this doctor who right. worked under Loomis, who Loomis was crazy, but was committed to stop like Michael. controlled crazy, controlled like. crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we're going by the later sequels. In the original film, he's a little more subdued. He's not as psychopathic as he got. Right. Like in Halloween Five, when he's screaming at children and shit. But in 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 when you think about it, if you're basing it on that first movie, Sartain, sort of being obsessed to the point of working with Loomis. Loomis dies and he he basically inherited Michael Myers and then just wanting to know because he never got to experience what Loomis went through why Michael did this he wants to learn why did Michael do this to the point that it's 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 his obsession and he had this grand plan I don't know why I I thought of it like that honestly I never thought of it like that and I'll only say that because of like knowing what I know now like watching Halloween Kills now and just kind of the Kind of obsession being the the theme throughout the entire franchise, dude. This new franchise, the new series. Obsession. Right. It's obsession and the sick obsession of things. Yeah. That's what the movie is about. Like if all I think that's gonna I think that's what the new franchise is is going to be about is obsession and people being so obsessed with something and so paranoid well, and so curious. That's kind of, I think, where they're going with. I'm smirking because I know stuff. So yes, you're not wrong. I've worked with Michael for years, but I've never seen him in an uncontrolled environment. I've never heard him speak. You see, in spite of my encouragements, he remains unresponsive. But tonight, 
So many possibilities exist. I like Dr. Sartain. I liked his, his involvement. I like him being the reason, even though they kind of half-assed it because they don't show you how the bus crashed. I'm assuming he shot somebody because he's in the fucking bus. So why, like, the bus Was there just, not an animal on the road? I think you're thinking of the Rob Zombie movie where they hit the fucking sure? the cow. I, 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 uh, I don't... Either way, I'll say this. That whole scene looks fucking great. Oh, no, it's well mint, done. With the fog and the bus yeah, cra- yeah. the bus on the side of the road and the kid walking around with the shotgun. Yeah. That whole scene looked wonderful. Oh, no, I agree. Like, that whole sequence where, like, uh, where you see, like, he sees, I think, like, the cop's dead, right? That's the where you see the cop on the floor. I, I like that. Run. My, yeah, Michael fucking kills a kid in this movie. He's fucking yeah. brutal in this one, too. He doesn't give a shit. Doesn't kill a baby, though, which was odd, but okay. He doesn't kill I have more. I have- I have more trivia for that. That was uh, Jamie Lee Curtis making that baby uh, sound. In the, oh, was when, it? When Michael kills that one parent or Random whatever. The woman. <laughs> right. When she's making her sandwich, the yeah. baby crying, that's Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, cool. I didn't know that either. Yeah. He, <laughs> there you go. Mike, 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 that's where Michael draws the line. He does not kill babies. He'll kill fucking nope. any. He'll kill. They got to be over the age dude, of five and then he'll fucking slaughter dude, them. When I was a kid, there was always this rumor and I forgot what movie it happens in, but there was a rumor that Jason Voorhees didn't kill kids. Like, it was like, okay, well, if I'm like 10, I, you know, I'm 10 years old, he's probably not going to kill me. So it's all right. Jason's not going to get me if I run into him. <laughs> so there was always this rumor that Jason didn't kill kids. So I guess that's not the same for Michael Myers. Nah, though. my man, he's not ageist. He doesn't give a shit. He'll fucking, <laughs> he'll kill, he'll kill an eight-year-old. He doesn't give a shit. But he did it again. Doesn't kill a baby. Odd choice. He could have easily grabbed that baby and just kind of thrown it, I guess. I don't know. Damn, Lou. It would have been dark. I know. It would have been a different movie if he did that, though. You know? <laughs> so, that's again, that's where Michael draws the line. Um, but let's, let's, jump into, uh, let's jump into some of our likes, things that we really, really liked. We, we, we talked about we talked about. I mean, I already talked to some shit I liked about, but I will say this. I'm just going to go ahead and, and tell you my absolute favorite thing. and My mm-hmm. favorite aspect of this movie is the score by john carpenter cody carpenter and daniel davies yeah that was, that was it that's my favorite Excellent. part of this movie dude that yeah. one piece of music when alice when the shitty devil running, kid no when, when alice, the shitty devil kid gets yeah, killed yeah. and she's yeah. running is great yeah it's awesome it, yeah, yeah yeah like when she's running and banging on all the uh the neighbors like allison's like banging on the neighbors houses and shit that's a great little piece of music and they keep using it in the new ones but like a slow piano version of it it's a great yeah it's awesome it's great it's fucking excellent um i have one thing that that's probably on the top of my list uh that i really like um and even though it, it, I wish it would have been a little darker and, and shot a little differently in, in the atmosphere, is the tracking shot following Michael from behind and yeah. him killing that is the a good random yeah. – It's like what I love about it, it's Michael Myers is finally back in Haddonfield and he's just going on a tear. He walks into right. the garage, grabs a hammer, beats the shit out of this lady, grabs the knife from her kitchen – Walks to another house. We're seeing all that. She bumps into trick-or-treaters, stabs her. Again, the baby's there, lets that baby rock. Doesn't do anything to it. Like, I just love that shot, dude. It's the most artistic when it comes to, like, cinematography. Like, the director of photography really thought this through. And it's very reminiscent of the the scene in the original Halloween through the eyes of Michael. 
that yeah. steady cam shot. Same thing, but this time you're following Michael. So I, I really, really appreciated just that shot. And I will say, uh, and this, this is to kind of jump ahead, the Halloween atmosphere. I don't think it's as good. I think Kills did a better job at times. Um, spoiler yeah, again to our review of Kills. But I thought those scenes look great. Well, well, that's the thing. I feel like the movie really doesn't have it that much, but even like that Halloween party in the high school doesn't even feel like a Halloween party. Yeah. It's like it's like a costume party. It's the but, lighting. <laughs> but when yeah, but when Michael is in Haddonfield and there is that tracking shot, that does feel like Halloween, like one thousand percent. So I agree with you. Like that is the most. It's it's like oozing Halloween. Yeah. The trees look like, you know... The yeah, auto. it's all... Yeah, that... But um, that's it, though. Everything else doesn't do, remind me of Halloween. I do now, having seen Halloween Kills... Because remember, I haven't... Again, I haven't seen this since before seeing Halloween Kills. I do right. like the little tease of the, the couple. The nurse yep. and that is the good. doctor. I agree. And how they're more prominent in the next one. And, like, you're gonna... Like, it's setting up where right. those characters are also, going. Also... Lonnie, because they keep mentioning Lonnie, yes. how he was such a prankster. Lonnie yeah. was the sixth grader in how in the original Halloween yes. that would bully um, Bobby. Was it is it Bobby Doyle? Uh, Tommy Doyle. Tommy Doyle. There you go. He's the so I like that they keep mentioning him. And spoiler alert: Lonnie is in kills Halloween yeah. kills, so. and he's spoiler alert. He's probably he's my actually, favorite character. I like I, him honestly. A lot. Yeah. I totally agree. I like him a lot in that movie, but I don't want to dive too much into that. I like that actor a lot. That's why. Uh, yeah. But we'll, when we get there, we'll, next month we'll talk about that. Uh, but yeah, that scene's great. I just love just how they set that all up. It's it's just really well done. Um, is there anything else on your list for for love? Yeah. Like specific there's, um, there was there was that uh, spoiler alert. I mean, I guess that's not a spoiler because <laughs> we're talking about the end. Of the movie. I like the ending shot with the you know the three of them in the truck. Yeah, yeah, as they're driving by, driving I thought away. that was a really good. Yeah, I thought that. Also, I said this when I saw the movie uh, in the theater. I think that that is a homage, and you could call me, you could tell me I'm wrong, but that is a homage to demons. Ooh, possibly. I could see that. Just saying. Yeah, but I, I like that. that. I did like when Karen goes to is finally in Laurie's bunker. Like, yeah. like her house I like how everything is just second nature to her like yeah. she's back at home and she's like this is my childhood and she knew everything she knew where to go She, I, I did like that too again she's yo know, I have it in my notes here Judy Greer is great like she's awesome yeah she is she wearing, is wearing her Christmas sweater the whole, <laughs> yo I love it did you catch that she's wearing a Christmas sweater did you notice that? I don't think I was paying Dude, attention her, to it, her, no. I, I, that's like a little cool character detail. Like, she hates Halloween. Like, someone like her would hate Halloween because that is of her funny. mother. So she's wearing a fucking Christmas, like, cardigan. And she wears it, obviously, in Halloween Kills, too, because it's a continuation. So I just I just yeah. love that. I love how she's wearing, like, so she's wearing something that's not even in season, technically. So that's just, right. that was like a good little, she's just great, dude. I agree, and I have one more thing, and it's a very, very minor thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the babysitter, whatever the hell her name is, Vicky. Vicky. She's watching Repo Man. Yeah, I noticed that too. That was an in- what an interesting choice right? to watch I love that. on Halloween. Like, interesting that they would be playing that 
on a TV on like on Halloween. Weird, 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 weird choice. But yeah, Loved I think it. they just I think they stuck with that shot with like the guy opening the trunk and then the lights and all that, like because it looks like a sci-fi movie. And I think most people yeah. wouldn't pick. They would just think they're watching some old science fiction horror film. But in reality, it's Repo Man. I do like how yeah. you mentioned that. I, I I completely forgot to write that in my notes, but I'm mm-hmm. glad you mentioned that. Hey, don't um, mention it. <laughs> uh, another thing I really liked, and it, it, this was a cool scene similar to a lot of my stuff scenes, is the motion sensor light scene with the annoying Oscar character. Like him him sitting there and Michael's okay. in the distance. Yeah. I like lights that scene. Off, That's cool. Light mm-hmm. go. He's talking because he thinks that it's the neighbor or someone that owns, I think he calls it Mrs. Mr. Elrod, which is the name of the yeah. old couple in Halloween too. So a little Easter egg there. Um, but I, I like that. And he's getting closer and closer. His death seems pretty brutal, decent effect with his head impaled on the spike through yeah. the, uh, through the bottom of his uh, mouth. Pretty, pretty rough, rough kill. It, it's effective. And the whole scene I feel is effective. Uh, a good kill. I thought Vicky's kill was cool too, with her like opening the closet and then Michael's body. Even though the commercial, I remember the trailer spoiled it, so I knew it was gonna it was gonna happen. Um, right. But her death seems pretty cool too, even though it's off screen. A lot of off screen deaths in this movie, which is kind of a bummer. Um, yeah, it's not too gory. No, really. I think Oscar, the annoying friend. His death's probably the gore and the random woman. No, I would say Sartain's. I would say Sartain's death is pretty. His head squashing. Yeah, yeah. And then the uh, uh, even though it's off screen too, I do like the Michael cutting the cop's head off and turning it into a jack o' lantern. Listen, listen. Let me just say. (laughs) See, now you brought up something that I didn't like about this movie. So there's, there's that scene. There's that scene where, like, that happens. Like, it's as you know, you assume he killed the two cops. And the cop car pulls up. Obviously, Michael drove the mm. cop car. And then, like a minute later, he, he had he he has those bodies set up. Like that's you know, like be a yeah. little more realistic here. That's more like the editor. I, again, I think they're just trying to make it where Michael Myers is the shape and he's mysterious and he could do these things. Yeah. He's also okay. hiding, and this could segue into something I do like parts of. Uh, he's also hiding behind a mannequin in one scene, and Laurie doesn't notice it. And he just pops out from behind a mannequin. <laughs> uh, but speaking of the final battle between them, or the final battle, because it's obviously not the fucking final battle, because they're gonna battle again soon. Um, uh, I, I didn't. I like like Laurie with the shotgun and Michael in the house, and she's looking for him, closing those gates to each room. It, it's tough. Like she looks fucking cool. Just her. Oh, she's like around. determined. Yeah. yeah I, I, I like that whole, and then her fighting and shooting off his fingers. It's believable that Laurie can take Michael Myers in this movie. Right. You right. know what I mean? Like it, I never once had to like suspension of disbelief, even though he's this like, like Michael can kill anyone. He's brutal. Choke out dudes and, hang women snap necks like that's what michael does stabbing people through the neck with no problem but i believe that laurie is so trained she knows how she to get out of these situations stand a fight you know? right can can you hold know? hold her own a little bit for the for for where this film went and and you right. know and i talked about it earlier how i wish they almost didn't have laurie trained but this is the movie we got, and for what we got, it makes sense that she would be able right. to, to take him. You know what I mean? And she's prepared to fucking go toe-to-toe 
with Michael. Having witnessed the animal in its captive state and failed to provoke any sort of response, we now track down its counterpart. Could it be that one monster has created another? And although the iron bars and barbed wire that separate them are both strong and sharp, the metaphysical lines are blurred and slight. Both exist in isolation, fettered by their own fear and hatred of one another. Yeah. Could it be that the only hope of rehabilitation Spooky. is through confrontation? Yeah, that, that's some of the stuff I like, you know. And to kind of talk about the podcasters, this is my last like, and we'll quickly go through some cons because I think we talked a lot about I already went through. <laughs> I, I, you honestly, I already went through my cons. I, I have <laughs> I mean. a couple here. Um, but this could, this, could, this could piggyback off of one of your major sure. cons and something I like. And again, this is just Louis changing the story, which I fucking tend to do. But I liked the idea of the podcasters. Like the idea of the podcasters. Okay, I mean, I guess I think you need a way to further this. So yeah. So to me, and that's what it would be. It'd be the writing. It'd be changing the characters. I think it would have been cool if because they 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 don't die till about forty minutes into the movie. They have several scenes leading up to their death scenes, which is where Michael gets the jumpsuit, uh, the, the the coveralls, and the mask right. back from them because they have the mask. That's why they exist. They existed just to get Pretty the much. mask back to Michael. But I thought it would have been kind of cool if one of them survived and were one of the main characters. And they knew a lot about Michael. Like, almost if they were the new Loomis minus right. Sartain. Like, Sartain could have still existed and been the force responsible for Michael's escape and the reason why Michael is killing again. But making one of these the characters, whether it was both of them, the guy, the girl... Someone that knows a lot about a Michael and could help, and you cared more about them dying eventually. Get what I'm saying? Yeah. Some more substance to those characters, but they're written kind of one note and obnoxious. So, right. <laughs> no one, yeah. no one, no one gives a shit when they're killed. Nope. And they're kind of annoying and and pretentious. Next. And, and yeah, exactly. Like, and and they're forgotten about. Once yep. he, they're killed. Yeah, you don't, next, yeah, you don't think about you don't them. Give yeah, a exactly. Shit. I feel more love could have been put into those characters and maybe taken away from, from one or two other characters. This goes back to what I said before. There's a lot of characters in these in this movie. There's a lot of like well, they try I to think, give they try to make a lot of people important or give them I something. I think to the do. reason why they do that is for Halloween kills. Oh God! <laughs> don't get me started on a lot yeah. of characters. We'll, right. We'll talk I mean about that's I, you yeah. Know. Yeah, it's it's so whatever. It's it's something I would have adjusted because I like the idea of these podcasters obsessed with Michael Myers and wanting to get involved in what's going on and help. And in this case, they were just like, "Oh, we got our research. Let's fucking break out." And yeah, you know, here's your mask, Michael. Kill us. That's basically what they're there <laughs> for. That's what. That's why they. That's why they wrote them into the script. Um, we talked about Julius. He's fucking great. Um, and, and just kind Julian, of that, Julian. Yeah, Julian. Julius is from Friday the 13th. Jason takes Manhattan. Another character which, I love. And which I rewatched about. recently and I fucking love that movie. It's the best. Um, we talked about it at length in our Friday the 13th episode. Uh, but yeah, Julian and uh, and Vicky. I love that dynamic. And uh, and just that whole situation and him 
him. What is he clipping his dirty ass, his crusty yeah, ass toenails? Yeah, like my, my disgusting ass toenails. <laughs> he's fucking cursing, dropping f bombs. Yeah, Yo, that funny. kid is fucking great. I have him on my list of things I I liked, and I know we talked about him already. But I could segue here with something that, again, writing and continuity wise, I thought was weird. Now in the scene. She puts him to fucking bed. She's like, it's your bedtime. What time is it? Because this has got to be the longest Halloween night ever. Because in the (laughs) next movie, we see kids hanging out in the fucking street. What is it? Seven o'clock that he's going to bed? Yeah. Why isn't he in his Halloween costume? I guarantee you they didn't pay attention to any of this. They just wrote it and... it's got to be the yeah. like it's because considering the next movie we, we meet up with Tommy Doyle we go to the hospital there's all that right. crazy shit that happens what time is it yeah I Dude, agree I did not notice that until this rewatch I was like wait a second is this kid going to bed at 630 what's the, what's the, <laughs> like what what like no one's going there to were bed kids trick-or-treating like 15 minutes not even five and two scenes ago very odd that's a continuity script unless it's really early and i have the same complaint in halloween one and halloween two but at least with that she's in a hospital and okay it's 11 o'clock at night or nine o'clock at night here it feels kind of early still so when does halloween kills take place on november 1st past midnight it's really Really odd. I, I maybe I'm overthinking it, but it is. It, I don't think about it because I don't. Care. I know you don't. You're care. not wrong for thinking about this. I just don't think about like, it enough because I don't care enough. Yo, is Julian going to bed at fucking five thirty, <laughs> six o'clock? Fucking like. Yo, you need to write David Gordon Green and be like, yo, you got to make this kid go to bed a little later. Come on. Why, yo? I, I just for because if you think about it, Vicky calls Allison. She's still at the Halloween party. Right. And then when she leaves, I will admit when she leaves, the streets are empty. But then you have an entire other movie that takes place on the same night. And there's kids hanging out. And I don't want to go into that scene. I guarantee you they did not pay attention to this shit. I'm like, I just want to know what time it is. I want to know the time of day in this film. I'm a stickler for time when it comes to... continuity in films that's fair uh i just wanted to, it's an odd it's an odd choice and plus why wasn't julian wearing a halloween costume that fucking irked me he should yeah, be wearing like a he, halloween costume yeah um as far as cons go that's one of my big cons that, that i picked up on uh, i these are some of my smaller ones these are nitpicks too uh, i hate how nobody believes laurie about michael it kind of makes sense like uh, the, the, the 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 sheriff karen doesn't believe her except for Hawkins. No one believes Laurie. Everyone's like, you're crazy, bitch. Like that's basically what they're telling her and they brush her off. And in reality, she meant, well, that's a nitpick. It got kind of annoying where nobody like the, sh- the sheriff too. Like, Oh, oh, no one like, dude, a bunch of people died. You found a bus. Like you're not concerned at all. That's weird. Um, I talked about uh, Allison and Cameron's relationship drama. Didn't like that. The Dave smoking weed and going on the motorcycle. That scene kind of slows down that entire portion leading up to Vicky's death scene. I did not like that either. 
Um, and that sort of falls into all the bad comedy that's in the movie that doesn't land for me. I hated the two cops talking about the brownie and the sand, the bon me sandwich. Hated that scene. Really cringy. Not funny. I don't get it. It made no... It comes out of... You could have taken that scene to develop one of the more important characters and given them more comedy. Like you had Julian. For sure. He was funny enough. I didn't need the fucking cops making jokes about brownies and their sandwich. That yeah. shit is fucking stupid. Again, the David character smoking pot, fucking around with the motorcycle, drops it, like knocks it over. Dumb. Unnecessary. Didn't did need to be in the goddamn movie. Very... Nope. Very odd. Um, my last nitpick here, <laughs> and this is a really, this is a big nitpick. Allison calling Laurie grandmother. That shit irked me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> grandmother, uh, that is funny. <laughs> that shit irked me. Like, yo, who calls their grandmother? Yeah, I, I, it didn't sit right with me either, and I was like, it feels whatever. forced. I just it off. She should yeah. just call it like, grandma. Like, in the, you guys really in the script wrote. Grandmother, where's grandmother? <laughs> Gra- like what, dude? I call my grandma grandmother when I'm fucking around. I'm like grandmother. Like that's I'm a not joke. Being serious. It's right. like when you call your mom mother. Like mother. Like as a joke. Mother. Mother. Relax. Right. Like mom. Grandma. It's it's straight because she calls her mom mom. So like, why isn't Allison calling her mother mother? You know what I mean? <laughs> mother. I agree. Mother. She calls her mom. Weird choice mother. to call. Is grandmother coming? Like, what? What are you? Grandmother. Fucking, what are you? <laughs> what are you? A fucking Victorian era? <laughs> right. Just odd, dude. Odd. That's a nitpick, though. And I think that just goes back to not being a big fan of Allison. I don't, like, the actress, she's not doing a bad job. I just don't care for the character much. And that's, yeah. that just got to me, dude. She that that was me. just a weird a weird nitpick of 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 that character grandmother that's grandmother yeah so so odd so fucking odd uh so dave any any uh any closing thoughts on halloween 2018 well i have i i do have closing thoughts but i'm just looking through my uh my little list of trivia here and i'm gonna go through some Okay. So I already talked about David Gordon Green, first time directing a horror movie. Um, the baby noises I spoke about already, Jake, mm-hmm. the Jake Gyllenhaal thing I talked about. Um, this is what I thought was interesting. There's a few things that I thought was interesting. Universal, Universal Pictures distributed this entry in the Halloween series where their last distribution was Halloween 2 and 3. Those are the last mm-hmm. two Halloween films they did up until this one. So it's a big gap in time there. Um, Michael Myers is supposed to be 61 years old in this film, which I also thought was interesting. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis has appeared in five Halloween films. She was also the voice. This is what I thought was super interesting and probably my most favorite fun fact, Mm. even though it doesn't really have to do with this movie. She was the voice of the Santa Mira curfew announcer yes. and telephone operator in Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. I thought that was super cool, and she's I, uncredited. I might have mentioned I didn't know that. that. I think I might have. Maybe yeah, I don't I missed remember. It. Maybe, I, maybe, I, maybe <laughs> I missed it. Maybe I missed that bit of trivia when we covered Halloween 3, but I, I might have mentioned that. I also think she's the voiceover on the intercom in Escape from New York. She might be. I think I, she I, is. I didn't look that up. She is, too. PJ Souls is the teacher in the movie. Yes, yes, I know uh, that one. The, 
gas station is an almost exact replica mm. of the gas station that appears many times in Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, oh, okay. even down to the ice box. Okay. thought that was cool. That is a good um, one. I talked about Lonnie. Lonnie eventually will be introduced because they keep talking about Lonnie. <laughs> and uh, that's really it. Um, I have one. I have something. I, I almost forgot. I wrote it in my notes. And I thought do this it. Was Let's the hear most, it. This was the most interesting uh, bit of trivia because I almost wish they did this in the film. And it was cut or removed or reshot. So apparently there was an original ending where Michael and Laurie have a knife battle. It's a shorter, like basically the two of them when they confront each other, a much shorter battle between the two, I guess, is is the best way I could, like a a confrontation basically between the two of them. Um, And what ends up happening is Michael stabs Laurie fatally and Karen shoots Michael either with a shotgun, I think it was, or a crossbow. Like, injuring him badly. And the film ends with Laurie, I think, falling, dying, or dying from her wounds. Or, you know, obviously she's not in a good way. And Michael walking away into the woods by Laurie's mannequins and slowly breathing heavily. Almost implying that he dies. That's interesting. I kind of like that. But we wouldn't have gotten two sequels if that happened. I like the idea of 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 them possibly killing Michael Myers off. I do too. Permanently, and this I don't like that he's invincible. The last movie. Well, in this movie, we didn't even touch on it. Just I'm glad I mentioned this. They light him up in flames at the end and lock him in the basement and trick him to go down there, like knock him down there, and everything gets lit up in flames and on fire. Right. And well, the entire fucking the entire house, the end, yeah, the whole right. compound's lit up in flames, and um, they, like you said, they drive off in the back of a station wagon or truck or whatever. And with this, it's ambiguous because there's that one shot in the original ending where you see the basement and Michael's gone. But I think with this, they could have kept how the next film starts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just implying Michael's heavily breathing slowly, his breathing is stopping. And Laurie's, you know, she's got really, like, really bad wounds, and she's slow. They're both slowly breathing, and the movie can just end there on Michael looking up into the sky or something. You know what I mean? And right. the, the movie just ends on breathing, and that's it. I think that would have been more chilling than Michael in a basement engulfed in flames and then vanishing. You right. Know? Well, so I, I have I so I'm gonna you asked me about my closing so I have something to say about that. Okay, I'm gonna just give you my closing thoughts on this movie. So here we go. Here are my two cents about this reboot or whatever you want to call this. This trilogy isn't needed. It's done absolutely nothing for the integrity of the franchise and most importantly the first two films. Whether you want to you know whether you know the second one's included or not. Although I do enjoy some of the older sequels, I don't need those. This just seemed like a way to capitalize on something that's already been dead. No pun intended. I remember reading people's excitement how David Gordon Green was directing it and Danny McBride was helping write it. They did nothing to make this story unique or further it properly. Mostly annoying characters, a few cool scenes, and a great score won't save mediocre writing. (laughs) The one thing I wish they would have done, and now this goes back to what we were talking about. I'm not quite sure why they haven't done this yet. 
was actually have Michael talk. No one would have saw it coming, and in my opinion, I think it would have shocked the viewer. How do you feel about that? Uh, I don't know. I I I don't like the idea of him talking because I don't think it fits the character. I get where you're coming right. from, but that's but... what that's why I feel it would be effective because no one would even fucking think about it. That's just me. I yeah, I would have loved to. Kind of made him talk a little bit. He was a kid, but he made him talk. Gave him a personality yeah. at least. Yeah. Know? So, um, uh, hold on. Oh, I still got a little more. <laughs> I couldn't wait for this movie to end. I really hope mediocrity stops being hailed as great. The trilogy as a whole, I really don't care about. But of course, I'm curious to see how it ends. I said this many times. Halloween should have ended with Halloween 2 and Hallow- and the offshoot that is Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Those are my thoughts on this fucking movie. <laughs> a little harsh there, Dave. I'm not as <laughs> tough critic. Uh, Yo, one listen. and a half stars on Letterboxd. Look it up. I'm gonna Cody uh, Cole. <laughs> Cody Cole. I forgot when I gave it on Letterboxd. Uh, before I go, I, I wanna I wanna talk about what I've what I've heard about the new movie. Um, but I, I'll give you guys my 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 closing thoughts, my little spiel here about it. I I, I obviously don't hate the film as much as Dave does. <laughs> I'm a little um I'm not as hard on it, but I respect Dave that you don't like this movie, and I agree with some of the points you've made. I, I'll say that right now. Uh, it's not, and we have never ranked these movies, and we might do a mini episode in the future ranking all of them once we cover all of them. Uh, but I won't. This won't be high on my list. This is not high on my list when Hell it comes no. to the uh, to the franchise. But it is better than a couple of installments. Um, this is what I'll say about Halloween 2018. It's a decent attempt at rebooting the series. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is great as always. Judy Greer is an excellent addition. Thumbs up. Uh, so is Will Patton. Uh, without them, this movie would be... I don't even want to know cool. what it would be because they're <laughs> probably... Again, they're not probably. They are some of the best aspects of this film specifically. Sure. I agree. While I don't love the whole teenage granddaughter aspect of the film, I understand it's a component in these type of movies and it's needed because in the end... And I got to keep it real. This shit's a slasher movie, dude. You got to have that. And I, and I get why you have to have teens. I, I understand it. So I can't knock it too much. But speaking of slashing, uh, Michael is probably the biggest highlight for me. He's got some creative kills, some decent gore, nothing too crazy. Uh, yeah. a, a decent looking mask and an overall good presence to the character. And that alone is good enough for me to at least call this movie watchable. It's watchable. Not excellent, but watchable. Allison, I'm like really drunk right now. Seriously, I got really horny at the party and like all these girls were like dancing on me. Their beautiful bodies got me all chubbed out, Allison. Allison, please, they like... They were feeding me guacamole in all these sexy ways. Now, real quick, this is going to be spoiler warning for real because I, I've, I've <laughs> perused Twitter because I see a lot of people talk about Halloween because obviously... I know what happens. Halloween podcast. No, I yeah. think what you're thinking is rumor now. It's, I don't know if it's set in stone concrete, but I've read 
and I don't know how true this is. I've seen people posting up fucking shit on Twitter, which is horrible to just spoil. Number one, if you're listening yeah. to this, our Patreon listeners, I don't think any of you guys are. But if you're a Twitter person, don't spoil movies without warning people on Twitter. Come on, guys. But I've seen people put up shit that apparently there's a rumor that there's going to be a copycat Michael Myers in this new Halloween movie. Well, that no, 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 that is in the script. Someone leaked the script. That oh, really? is well. The don't plot tell me everything. I don't want to know everything. Well, no, you just you know that's the plot yeah. of the movie. So for I'm, most of I, it, I just read Brie because I try to avoid spoilers as much as possible online until I see a movie. I'm not a person that's into reading spoilers or spoiler reviews. That's Neither not am I. Thing. I watch them. I'll read a review like after I, I watch the movie. So I saw someone posting up some bullshit on Twitter. Someone I follow. Um, and flat out saying that this new movie might have a copycat guy a la Friday the 13th 5 dressed up as Michael Myers. I'm all Myers, about that. <laughs> this might make people. me like this trilogy. So we'll see. I, I don't know. That's why I wanted to say spoiler warning because I don't know how true that is. But I have a sneaking suspicion if they do go that route that the real Michael Myers is going to show up because he's not dead. He obviously... Again, we haven't covered Halloween Kills, but he doesn't die. He gets away at the end of that movie. So even if there's a copycat killer in this new movie, I have a feeling the real Michael Myers is going to... And I like the idea of there being a copycat killer. The real Michael Myers shows up and kills the copycat and starts killing people. So people are like, wait a second, it's this crazy person. Or like Laurie Strode confronts the copycat and she's like, I killed him. And it's not Michael. It's some other fucking dude. And then the real Michael shows up and like fucking destroys everyone. That's kind of dope. Like if they go that yeah. route. Well, I also I also would love it if it, he was a silver shamrock robot. But that's the side. Oh, that would be cool. Uh, that would be cool. That would be a cool like Easter egg if, if it turns out that like Michael's mask is a silver shamrock mask or something. And, <laughs> and like, you know, it, it's kind of controlling him or whatever. But I do like the idea of someone pretending to be Michael and then well, killing people I'm and the real Michael shows positive up. that is. That is the that is the. I read a brief thing one. someone I know on Twitter put up about it, and I was like, "Oh, interesting." If they they didn't know all the details, they were just making a, a, a an assumption, I guess, from what they read or something. And I'm like, I'm not mad at it being a fake Michael Myers, and then but the real Michael Myers has to show up and like destroy everybody, and then Laurie, I guess, has to confront him, right. thinking maybe she defeated Michael and it's not Michael. So we shall see very soon. He used to be my favorite, but now you're like my 10th favorite boy that I nanny. And I babysit some fucking loser kids. If I had some other kind of babysitter, she'd be reading me a story. I wouldn't be up clipping my nasty ass toenails. Uh-huh. Go to bed. You used to be cool. We used to be friends, but now... You don't want to look at <laughs> Okay. Come on, go to bed. So that was Halloween 2018. Next month... We are diving into Halloween Kills, Dave. The the final, Woo! the final movie, kind of. Because yeah. I'm ninety percent sure, ninety nine percent sure, we'll do an episode on Halloween Ends to give oh, our we thoughts. Um, but yeah, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Haunted Hangover. And to all of our Patreon listeners, we thank you for subscribing. And remember, the best cure for a hangover is more booze. Catch you guys later.